Hello and welcome to episode 18 of Surrendering Average. Your past does not equal the present or future. In this episode, I talk about a struggle Jess and I have been going through. We realize that our past traumatic experiences are affecting our current relationship. And I discuss that and we we will show you how our subconscious mind holds on to our past experiences and in turn can lead us to getting triggered easily. We also discuss action steps to help you resolve past trauma or negative experiences so they don't affect your current life and relationships. So please, focus in and be present as you begin to surrender your average life. Hello and welcome to the show. I hope everyone's doing amazing today. And today's topic is called how your childhood or past experiences might be affecting your current relationships. Now, I kind of like to incorporate scenarios and events that are going through that are that are happening to me in my life and that I'm that I'm going through and that I'm working on to resolve and then try and come on top of it and then share the share the knowledge and wisdom of what helped me and what what were the tactics and ways I, I maneuvered around them. And there's been one that's been troubling Jess and I in our relationship over the last while and I'd like to share our stories and how we're navigating it and what we've found really really helpful and useful. We realized that this issue was linking back to our our childhood and our past and what we've been carrying carrying to the present with these this past kind of baggage or trauma that we experienced in in our past and to a certain extent we all experienced some sort of trauma as, as children. Obviously some are a lot more severe than others and will have different levels of impact on how they affect our brain development, thus having an impact on, on what values, morals, fears, beliefs we carry into our adulthood. And if we're not aware of that, you know, these auto-programmed states will dictate how we, how we live and how we react and, and how we're triggered in certain events. And so, yeah, I'd like to share the story of, of what Jess and I had been going, going through. And, and to give some, some background to it, I'll just start off by saying what our foundations are. So if you recall from the, the episode of the three-tiered pyramid, uh, the pyramid scheme, the, there's the foundation, the base, what's really important in, in your life and what you really need to focus on to make sure that's stable and secure before moving on to the other things, the midsection and the top portion of the pyramid uh, is the foundation. So Jess's foundation is really based around relationships, family, friends, enjoy the now, love the present moment, be here now, take it in, you know, bubbly, loving character. And, and that's amazing. And that, that's an awesome foundation. And, and my foundation is, is kind of split between that, but I also have another portion of mine. So me as well, that's very important. I want a, a strong familiar family bond, good bond with friends, people that up, uplift us. I want to I want to be enjoying the now. I want to be living in the present as well. But I also have this very strong desire to create for striving for purpose for achievements and kind of have that fire burning side of me that wants to strive strive for more and create and build and and be creative. And I have that burning desire, but that's part of my foundation as well. So mine's kind of split between both ways and and going back a bit even further uh, that that was a that was an issue for for Jess and I as well because she really couldn't understand that my foundation wasn't just for family friends enjoying the now all that kind of thing. She couldn't really grasp you know what's more, how can anything be 
as important as that. And so we really had to work through that and work on that as well. And luckily, Jess's mom is actually a coach figure and has a lot of wisdom behind her. And we'd, we would go openly talk about this stuff. And Jess and her mom have an amazing relationship. They're literally like best friends. It's, it's incredible what they share and, and the connection they have. And I'm very comfortable and open with the relationship I have with her mother as well. So we go into these conversations, these sit downs and just openly talk about what's going on. And that's, that's extremely helpful. Um, and that's why I truly believe in the power of coaching. Like we use it in our own life. And this was an example. So the, the first section of, of working through that was, was going, having these open conversations, helping Jess have the awareness and understanding that there is more to my foundation and for her to fundamentally understand that, to understand where I'm coming from and why it's so important for me to, that I have this burning desire that I'm always wanting to, to work on extra stuff and do all this stuff. You know, she had to fundamentally understand that and wrap her head around that to, to reprogram the way she thinks and looks at it. So we, we aren't, and, and, and dialing back to the present, what we've been going through over the last while is uh, what we've been running up to is we aren't supportive all the time of what the other is trying to accomplish. So we aren't in the same wavelength. We aren't in the same parallel lines. And it's because we both fear not getting what we strongly desire. So first we had to understand uh, why these desires are so strong and, and what is driving this fear. Why, why do we both run up to this fear uh, that's causing this conflict? And to do this, we really had to take ourselves out of the, the current situation we're living in and the current problem we're focused in and really take a step back and analyze what's going on. And to do that, we had to even rewind even farther and look back. Okay, well, what? why are we getting triggered so easily? So, so what's happening is I'm always wanting to do work. I'm always wanting to talk about being creative and my ideas and these business ideas and everything that I got going on I always want to try and talk through it with Jess and and every time I do that she she's not not necessarily receptive to to always talking about that she's like let's enjoy the now like you, you know let's focus on this let's focus on a relationship let's focus on being here and and what I discovered is that I was really getting sidetracked and I wasn't able to be present because even when I was at home with Jess or even when we were out or whatever my mind would be somewhere else. My mind would be focusing on what I needed to do, my task, my my goals, everything like that was just cycling in the back of my head. And I couldn't release that and just be present because I was scared not to get what I wanted, which was movement towards my goals and my process. And Jess was scared that she's not going to get what she wants in the creating the best relationship possible. So we were really conflicting and we couldn't necessarily both, like I said, get in the alignment and 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 be really supportive to what what one another's foundation is is needing so we had to rewind back to our, our childhood and say okay well why are we getting so triggered why is this such a big deal why can't we get on the same plane so easily and uh and so i'll go over kind of my childhood experiences and what we found out was really affecting me and then and then the same for jess as well so my childhood experience that's affecting this wasn't that traumatic to say, but it, it did have a, a very strong impact on, on how I was how I was raised and what I took in and, and that programming I took in. It, it didn't necessarily cause P PTSD or psychological issues or anything like that to a certain extent, but it did wire my brain a certain way. It caused me to form beliefs, values, and, and it did shape who I was becoming and who I became. So as a kid, this was... Uh, 
a massive issue in our, in our life, in our family, in our household. My my dad was the only the only parent who worked. My mom was a stay at home mom, and money was always so tight. Money was so tight. You know, it was literally an issue every single week. Every week we went to groceries, it would be an issue. If we spent a dollar, even if a dollar or two dollars, it'd be why are you buying that? Why are you spending that? We didn't go on luxurious vacations. We didn't have any of that kind of stuff. I couldn't play some certain sports because they cost too much money. It was just always such an issue. And it always caused that that stress and that angst around the house. And there'd always be those awkward conversations on about money as, as, as kids. My sister and I are just sitting there taking this in. And it, money was a really big scarcity subject in our family. And it, and it, and it weighed a lot on us as kids seeing this and we knew you know money's hard to come by and we we formed these beliefs around money and and as i grew up uh and as i got older i really really understood the fact and 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 it weighed heavily on me that i did not want that to happen in for my future family when i'm when i'm a father when i have kids in my family i don't want money to ever be an issue i want us to have an abundance of money i want us to be able to not be restricted by by money and this problem that that was so impactful and weighed heavily on our family growing up i really really did not want to to manifest that in my future and in in my family relationships and that's not to say all negative things came from it because I believe this is what fuels my drive and my work ethic, which I really enjoy having. But what isn't healthy is the fear, the fear that comes with it. That fear weighs heavily on me and that's what's creating the portion of the issue for me. I, I believe that if I don't do this work, I won't achieve. You know, it was really forcing me out of being present at home with Jess. I always wanted to talk about creation ideas, concepts. I was learning and, but felt frustrated that I didn't seem supported by Jess. I'm like, I'm trying to do in my head. I'm trying, this is my perception. I'm trying to do this for our future family. I'm trying to create this abundance, this this wealth for our family. And in my head, it's not, it's not a big deal. Um, So so yeah, and again, on my own, if, if I wasn't in a relationship and if this didn't bear conflict with Jess, it wouldn't be as big of an issue. That's why relationships are a bit more complicated. You know, there's another, there's another energy source, there's another being, there's another individual, there's another perception in the mix. So that causes so much more entanglement. And like I said, now, if it was on my own, this wouldn't be a massive deal, Um because and, and it, it honestly probably wouldn't cause too much conflict uh but where it gets tricky is like i said in the relationship now i'm mixing my childhood trauma or baggage brought from my childhood and i have to mix that in with whatever jess's perception is and whatever her baggage and, and trauma is so that's the backstory on on what was affecting me and why i feel like i need to really push through and drive all the time and that's taking me away from the present moment. So that was my portion. Now Jess's portion of the story is a bit different and in my opinion definitely has a more traumatic effect than uh, than the money situation in mine. So her parents were divorced when she was about four years old and that, 
in the in the time she says it didn't weigh she didn't really she was pretty young so it didn't it didn't really affect too much she she was a very bubbly and and had energetic and always looking for fun and and a bright bubbly kid and in the moment it didn't really affect her too much but i think now that we're progressing in life and tacked on by the fact that she had a boyfriend of about six to seven years um throughout i think the end of junior high going into high school and even past high school held this had this boyfriend and he ended up cheating on her and uh essentially breaking her heart so there's a the father figure and your most loved friend which is a a man a boyfriend um that ends up leaving her essentially is 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 how that can be interpreted leading to beliefs that the important males in her life end up abandoning or leaving her now um again now bring both together and it's a lot more clear why we weren't aligning I want to create wealth and abundance for my future family and she doesn't want to she doesn't want me to get too distracted or caught up in these ventures or ideas or whatever um, with the worry that I might abandon her for for these other things. Now obviously this doesn't need to be the truth, but you can see how behind the scenes without uncovering all this those two past experiences childhood experiences that got brought into our now are affecting what's going on so it's so important to gain the awareness on all this so we can work through it and have the understanding of what the other person's perception is and what they're actually going through and why we're getting triggered so easily based on our subconscious programming based on these past experiences and based how that programmed our brain growing up so yeah, like these, these experiences made our subconscious minds dictate what we think, feel, and act on towards the subject. So it, now with the awareness, we are a lot more equipped to, to support each other. And I'll go through action steps that I believe that can help any relationship um, and that we actually are using. And I can say after having this these conversations, and again, we went to Jess's mom and openly talked about this stuff. And brought it to our awareness and since doing that we've seen drastic results we've seen drastic improvement so it's it's stuff that it's not just the theory behind it it's actually the implementing it and and it, it actually works because if we don't bring this stuff to the surface it's just gonna chew us up underneath the skin underneath the layers and and create bigger problems especially if they go unresolved and they just keep building up and up and up so the following are six action steps that I kind of came up with that'll help not just a romantic relationship, but this can be used for any relationship for family members, friends, coworkers, literally any relationship that you have a connection with someone. So step one, and all this can be done through journaling or quiet reflecting even, but just taking that time to really analyze. So step one, analyze your current life and spot any reoccurring problems or struggles you face in your relationship. Uh, step two, once the problem is highlighted, look for ways you seem to get triggered emotionally. During what conversations or interactions do you get triggered? So linking back to our example, for me, it was when I couldn't do work or, or she would get frustrated that I was going to do more work or always wanted to talk about it and, and she wasn't receptive or really like gung-ho about it and that really rubbed me the wrong way because my perception was, hey... I'm doing this to, to create wealth. I'm doing this 
for our future family and that was my perception but she has a whole other perception which is including her baggage which is including her trauma which uh which which instilled the fear like which brought out both fears so for me not being able to work on this and not being able to move forward instilled the fear that i could end up like my childhood that money could be scarcity that we're not going to have enough money and that fear would just come out and that whatever was said or the interaction jess and i would say got triggered because i said oh now i can't work on this how am i gonna how am i gonna create that wealth and that fear that underlying fear came out and that's why i was triggered so much and ironically, at the same incident would trigger Jess in a complete different way. It would complete her fear um, at the same time of, oh, if he goes and works on this all the time, he's going to end up abandoning me just like every other important male figure in my life. So the same situation was carrying two, completely two different types of baggage or two different types of trauma, and they were batting heads. Now, you can clearly see why that was causing an issue. Until we, until we really brought it to the surface and really went a bit deeper and analyzed what was going on. So that's step two. Once the problem is highlighted, look for ways you seem to get triggered emotionally. Uh, during what conversations or interactions do you get triggered? So like I said, when we had that conversation or I asked to go do work or whatever, that would be the trigger. So that was that common highlighted area that was the reoccurring incident. So step three write about anything that comes to your mind about these triggered emotions and have an overview of your upbringing or past that involved conflict or trauma or something that you know a memory that might not be a great experience something that you might be holding on to it could be anything for me it, clearly the money thing was every week it was an issue so that clearly was something that affected me and and Jess's two major incidences, like that's that's those are clearly major things that happen to her. So usually it's going to be something along the lines that something that reoccurred many very frequently or a very big event or events, and uh, and try and find the link between them. So try and find the link between your past experiences and and what you and when you get triggered see if there's any kind of link if you get triggered in the present say how can this potentially be linked to a past experience i went through or a past trauma i went through just to kind of make that connection uh, step four if your partner or relationship member is comfortable and willing to explore the same exercise it will dramatically help to have an open discussion of your feelings if they aren't comfortable, it will still be helpful for you to share your findings and explain your triggers coming from a loving solution focused intention. So if they're kind of, you know, if I, I can speak from this because I was a very closed minded, closed book, closed emotional person a few years ago, I would not want to be talking about this. This would be the last thing that I'm talking about. And now here I am openly sharing it with everyone because I find that there's so much power and vulnerability, but I understand that some people might not be there yet. But one thing that does help people get there is you taking charge and you taking the lead on it, leading with vulnerability and leading with being open makes it a lot more comfortable and a lot more easy for the other person to say, okay, you really took down your walls. You really took down your barriers. I can make efforts to do the same. I can, I can make strides or I can at least 
open a conversation. And even if they are close to it, at least they can now have the awareness of what's going on with you and what's going on with your past trauma. And even if they don't state it, or even if they aren't ready to have that conversation, I guarantee they will at least self-reflect on it and maybe start making connections of their own behind the scenes. So just leading with love and leading with a solution focused intention, not saying I did this, you need to do this. Just, you know, it's going to be very helpful for just you yourself to do it and have these understandings and realizations, even if your partner or other relationship member isn't ready for that. So step five, now having the awareness and finding the link to our past, we can show empathy and understanding to one another. So that's not to say that this stuff's going to resolve itself as soon as you find that connection or as soon as you understand really what's going on. And, and if this trauma or past experiences is affecting your relationship, you know, that's not going to, it's not a magic fix, but what it is really going to help you do is have empathy towards yourself and towards your partner or relationship members situation. So now knowing Jess's fears and fear of abandonment, I'm going to be a lot more gentle around that subject and I'm going to have the understanding and the awareness that, and I'm going to need to make sure that she's aware that, Hey, that's not going to happen with us. You know, I'm not, your past does not equal your future. The past doesn't need to repeat itself here. This is a new situation. We're living in the present moving forward and this is our life. This is our truth. That is not going to happen to you again. But I need to have that empathy and understanding and care around the subject to make her feel more comfortable with it and vice versa. She's going to have the understanding of, oh man, like I understand why why you have this drive. Like that makes sense that it was such a big issue, money in your family. And she's going to be a lot more caring and sensitive around around that aspect as well. So step six. With these new insights, we can create action steps to navigate around where we are most sensitive. So again, having the empathy and understanding is one, but now we need to create action steps that work with that empathy, that work with that understanding. So for me and Jess, in our in our personal example, my action step is I used to completely schedule everything in that I needed to get done. I, I would slot it in time frames from five to seven, seven to nine, you know, Tuesday, do this, Wednesday, do this between this time slot, which you need and you need that structure. But that structure was overly structured and it wasn't allowing me to drop what was going on in my head and drop my goals, my focus orientation towards moving forward. I wasn't able to be present. So now I kind of changed up my strategy and your strategies can change and evolve as your life goes on and evolves like you do. my biggest fear is being stagnant and being stagnant is using the same processes and same techniques over and over again for your whole life so as you evolve as people as you evolve as individuals and as you evolve as a relationship um, you're going to need to shift and evolve what's working as well but this is just to get you out of your out of what could be a hole or or, or to help you progress and help you help you move forward so my instead of writing out every single every single step every single day every single task I have a map of the week what I need to get done and instead of slotting that in now I can be a bit more spontaneous I can be more in the present not being like oh it's Tuesday five o'clock sorry Jess I gotta go it's okay oh there's some free time right now let's enjoy ourselves let's enjoy our company let's you know maybe go be spontaneous and go go for a walk or whatever it may be, you know, instead of just having a strict schedule. 
And for me, that's making kind of meeting in the middle because in my head it was, I need to schedule absolutely everything. But now changing that, changing that focus and, and, and manipulating that formula a bit is now going to give me more time to be more present and be more thoughtful. And then when, I, when there's spare time or when there's downtime or when Jess is busy and out, then I can put all my focus into, into the work and the other stuff. And for Jess, it's not to get frustrated when I am working in that downtime. So she has to understand during the downtime, it's okay for me to work and it's okay for me to be driven and it's going to be all right and I'm not going to abandon her and that this is for our family and and then capitalize on our present moment time when we are one-on-one and when we are alone. So that steps are uh, another, another portion to step six is yes, following through on the action steps and align your action to prove to your partner the past does not equal the future. You can build new beliefs, values, and goals together through being conscious and aware of what's going on. Continue to interrupt your old subconscious beliefs and values, which will limit and eventually eliminate your triggered emotions. Now, Again, that auto programming is going to completely run the show if if we aren't if we aren't aware in these past traumatic experiences, uh, which shaped our brain and which programmed our our neurocircuitry. Uh, you know, when things trigger those traumas or when things trigger those past experiences that we did not enjoy when we were younger, that's going to create conflict. And if we don't have the proper awareness on it all, there's no way that we can change that auto programming. We're just going to react. So this whole process has given Jess and I this upper level awareness of what's going on and we have the that empathy and we've created action steps and we have the caring understanding um, of, of one another's past. And it's it's been extremely helpful. And, and I think this is probably a very common thing that happens in relationships. So just, again, amplifying our awareness of what's happened in our life and what's currently happening has such a drastic impact it's incredible and relationships are work just like most things worthwhile in life if you find yourself getting triggered or emotionally disrupted in a a relationship do not let that go unresolved it will build over time and eventually turn into a much bigger deal to move past the arguments frustrations and reoccurring conflicts we must develop the proper awareness to fundamentally understand what is actually happening it's not fair to ourselves or to our partner your issues can be resolved do the work and follow the action steps to surrender your average relationship i hope everyone has an amazing day take care